So I ended up getting COVID. Yeah, familiar story, right? You've probably heard that story many times throughout this year already. And we're at the very beginning of the year. It almost feels as if 2020 is following us into 2021. If I sound a little cray-cray right now, it's because I'm on day 10. I possibly still am positive for COVID. Now, before you start Lysoling your speakers and wiping down your car. Just remember, I'm not actually with you, and you should be safe. But I'll tell you one thing about COVID it makes you really weak. And that's what I want to talk about today weakness. When weakness drives you to Jesus, it can be a great strength. When your weakness pushes you closer to the cross, be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And I'm reminded of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to dive into that and talk about what Paul had to say about infirmities and weaknesses. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hate we missed last week's episode. Today will be a short one, but I wanted to be sure to get some content out in the middle of all this COVID craziness. I'm your host, Nathan French. It's going to be a noteworthy conversation. Let's go. happens when our weakness drives us closer to Calvary? Is it a strength or is it a weakness? Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Well, why don't you look at the writings of Paul for just a moment and I'm not going to keep you guys long today, but I just really felt this in my spirit. <laughs> and of course, I selfishly can relate to it right now because I'm coming off of the back end of COVID. Definitely feel Uh, That weakness, you just want to sleep all the time. The fatigue is so real. And I know people have had just so much worse cases than I have. And so I'm counting my blessings. But 2 Corinthians 12 and 7 says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And so we see Paul in his writing, he's talking about this thorn in his flesh. There's something that's bothering him. There's something that he can't get his mind off of. And he goes on to uh, tell us in his writings, he says, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Now that's good old King James English for, I asked God three times to take this from me and I'm still dealing with it. Now, is it just me or is that one of the most relatable verses in our entire Bible? Hey, God, what are you doing? (laughs) 
I've asked you three times to take care of this and you still haven't done it. You tell me there's power in prayer and you tell me that you hear me when I call. Yes, we've all experienced these doubts and felt these emotions. And I want to encourage somebody right now and tell you that in your weakness, in your discouragement, God is still a very present help in the time of trouble. And you're saying, well, I've asked God to take this from me. I've thought about this this week. I can't tell you how many times I've told the Lord, you know, take this from me, God. Heal me from this. But sometimes things have to play out its course so that God can get the glory. You know, that's the funny thing about COVID is that to have the antibodies, you have to go through it. Sometimes you have to go through something to be protected from what's coming next. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes you have to go through something. You can't always get around it. When they stood before the Red Sea, they knew that the only way was through it. You couldn't go around it. Pharaoh's behind you, his army, and their chariots are behind us. And that's how some of you feel right now. You feel like you've got a Red Sea in front of you. And all of the enemy at your back, and you feel like, man, just this situation, it feels like it's never going to end. It feels like I'm blocked in and I can't go anywhere. God's going to provide a way for you to go through that on dry ground. And can I be real with, with you listeners for just a moment? I usually have quite a bit of notes that I prepare for this show and I'm going to be real with you. I don't have a lot of notes today because this is just so instilled in my spirit that when I am weak, he is strong. What happens when, when my weakness brings me closer to him? Isn't it, isn't it a blessing? Isn't it the will of God? Think about fasting. Fasting doesn't make God stronger. It makes us weaker. Think about that for a minute. It doesn't change who God is. It changes how we view ourselves. That God gets the glory and is strengthened in our weakness that we can magnify him. When you magnify something, It doesn't change the object. It just changes how you look at it. When we say, Oh, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name together. God is not changing. God is never greater or lesser at any moment. God is always powerful. God is always great. God is always seated on the throne. He is always powerful. What changes? We change. The way we look at the situation around us. When we magnify Jesus instead of our situations, when we magnify his strength instead of our weakness, something powerful begins to shift and move in the atmosphere. So Paul says, I've asked God three times, 
2 Corinthians 12 and 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There is a power in Christ that can only rest upon you in moments of weakness. And I want you to catch this with me because this is important for all the gloomy Gusses out there that are just convinced that there's no way we can have revival during a pandemic. <laughs> let me let me just uh, let me talk to the gloomy Gus for a moment. Let me <clears throat> let me talk to the the one minister at the planning session that says you can't do anything. Right. There's always that one minister at the planning session at your church that says, why, why plan anything? You know, COVID will probably cancel it out. No, 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 no. I need you to hear me. You can't approach this year with uh, the cancel culture mentality that we just have to cancel everything. No, of course, some events may have to be canceled. Of course, we're going to have to make adjustments, but plan the year. Let me let me talk to that person for a moment. Because I want to challenge you to be a little bit more like the Apostle Paul, uh, Mr. Gloomy Gus, because he said, gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Not only is he taking glory in his infirmities and saying, God is in control, God is all powerful, but he says he does it gladly you need to have a revelation of gladness you need a revelation of joy that god is not caught off guard this isn't catching him by surprise and he said in second corinthians 12 and 10 therefore i take pleasures and in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. Do we, do we need to say anything else at this point? Maybe I'm talking to somebody and you feel isolated. Maybe you're in the middle of a quarantine right now. And you're sitting in your house listening to a podcast. Maybe your church isn't able to have service this Sunday and you're having to watch on Facebook Live or on YouTube and you're discouraged and you feel like you're weaker than you've ever been. That means that you are set up for the greatest breakthrough that you have ever seen in your life because in your weakness is your greatest strength. When you, when you are able to look at your situation and say, God, I need you. God, I need your help. That's when you are in your strongest spiritual position to take on the gates of hell and see revival in your church, in your city, on your campus, at your job, in your youth group. Whew, I feel this right now. Weakness. Some of you just need a a revelation of weakness. What does it mean when I'm in this valley? 
Is this valley for nothing? Is there purpose in my pain? I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm helping somebody. There is purpose in your pain. And there is purpose in your time of isolation. God is going to use this season to get the glory. And let me tell you what what Jesus likes to do. He likes to set it up to where only he can get the glory. You can't blame it on your talents or abilities, but it's only by the grace of God that he gets the glory. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus can take the worst part of your life, the worst thing you've ever gone through, the most horrible experiences that the devil used to tear you apart, and Jesus can take that and turn it around and use it for good. God can take the worst thing that ever happened to you and use it for his glory and make it the greatest thing that ever happened to you. How many have ever heard of the story of Joseph? Right? The coat of many colors. And Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, thrown into Egyptian slavery. The devil intended this for evil, but God used it for good. Surely, at his weakest moment, when his brothers threw him into a pit, how could God use something like that? This was surely the worst thing that had ever happened to him, imprisoned, accused of things he didn't do. But God uses it for good. He took the worst thing that ever happened to him and made it the best thing that ever happened to him because Joseph ended up being second in command of all Egypt and the greatest thing could have never happened if the worst thing... Oh, my goodness. The greatest thing could have never happened if the worst thing had never happened. Genesis 50 and 20. But as for you... You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Joseph could have never saved his brothers had he not experienced the sting of being betrayed by his brothers. Weakness. In our weakness... God sets us up for our destiny. It's in our weakness that we find our purpose. Joseph couldn't have died in that pit. He couldn't have died in that prison because his dreams hadn't come true yet. You know, the devil has given the church an insecurity complex. This idea that the church is somehow the problem in the culture is just an insecurity complex that the devil has given us. I would be bold enough to say that we live in the most insecure generation of all time. A lot of this can be attributed to things like Facebook and Instagram where we compare ourselves to other people. I can sum it up for you in one word. Hollywood. 
Congratulations, Hollywood. You have single-handedly formed and shaped the most insecure world we've ever lived in. You have taught us that if we're not skinny, sinful, and carefree, that we live in bondage. They have unwoven the very fabric of security in our nation. You want to know why you're insecure. Why you struggle with the idea that God can use your weaknesses? Because the magazine you're reading is telling you so. America has a Hollywood complex. The world has taught us that we can't show our weaknesses because if people saw our weaknesses, they can respect us and view us as powerful and authoritative. But when you go to heaven, it isn't going to matter how tall you are. All that's going to matter is how you loved and how you lived for God. The devil intended to use our insecurities for evil. But the awesome thing about Jesus is that he can turn our insecurities into the very thing that gives us power in Christ. For my strength is made perfect in my weakness. What you view as your greatest weakness will be the very thing that humbles you in your spirit. And in that humility, your strength will be made perfect in that weakness because God rejects pride. Don't be arrogant enough to think that God's plan will stop because you decided to. If you won't let God use you and you decide to sit on the sidelines and say revival's going to have to happen without me, then God will go deliver a drug addict off of the street. He'll go get an alcoholic uh, out of the street and he'll bring him into the house of God, fill him with the Holy Ghost, and they'll do his work. God's plan will move forward and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We have the word of God that tells us that the church is going to move forward. Don't let arrogance be the stumbling block that keeps you from revival. You know what God wants to use? Weakness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he wants to use somebody that isn't going to take the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God wants to use somebody that will say, not by my power, but by his power. God's looking for some strong, weak people that are strong in him, but weak in their humanity, that realizes that we are nothing without the power of the Spirit and the blood of Jesus that he shed on Calvary. And your strength will be made perfect in that weakness. That's who God wants to use. God wants to use people that don't need microphones and platforms to feel validated in his presence. Proverbs 8 and 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. God wants to use your insecurities and all the reasons that you think disqualify you is the reason God wants to use you. <laughs> God wants to use you in 
your weakness and the very things that you have convinced yourself disqualify you from his kingdom are the very reasons God says, I choose you. Zacchaeus had a weakness or an insecurity. His weakness was that he was little in stature, the Bible says. Because of that weakness and insecurity, he had to climb a tree to see Jesus. And his reliance on the tree was the very thing that made him stand out in a crowd so much that Jesus saw him and in a crowd of people called out, Zacchaeus! Because when you recognize your reliance on the tree, you get the attention of the one who hung on the tree. When you rely on the tree of Calvary and recognize your need of forgiveness and magnify your weakness, you stand out of the crowd. And that is when Jesus will call your name and say, Today, I want to go to your house because your greatest strength, Zacchaeus, is your ability to recognize you need a tree. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Guys, what a privilege and an honor to have been a part of your day today. And if it's okay, I want to pray over you, pray over the listeners, that God will go with you. And and this episode may have been a little bit different today, but I want to remind you that if you're in one of the hardest situations you've ever been in right now, you're closer to a breakthrough than you've ever been. And God is setting you up for destiny and for purpose. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we come before you right now in our weakness so that you can make us strong. God, I pray for our listeners right now that that you would bless them and encourage them. God, lift them up on wings like eagles, God. Those that are waiting on you. God, I pray, Lord, that there would be a wind of encouragement that blows through their mind right now, that there would be a refreshing air that fills their lungs and a reiterated hope that says we can make it through this, we can get through this, and God, we'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. God, we won't take the credit for any of it because we would be foolish to do so. All the glory goes to you and you alone. God, touch us as we go into this year, as we go into February and March, into this first quarter of the year. Bless it. Bless, Lord, the pastors that are planning out their year, the youth pastors that are trying to figure out how camps are going to work this year, and to the Sunday school teachers that aren't back in their classrooms yet. Encourage them, God, and remind them that in our weakest moments, you are glorified and made strong. In Jesus' name, amen. What a privilege, what an honor to have this noteworthy conversation with you today. I'm so excited about the podcast this year. I have a lot of great guests that I'm going to be reaching out to and scheduling uh, to minister to you guys this year. 
And I just want to thank you all for leaving ratings and reviews. Wow. I mean, I've just been overwhelmed. Um, If you leave a five-star rating and review, I'm going to start giving shout-outs again on the air. So please leave your name so I can give you a shout-out next time around. We love you guys. And remember, you feeling weak? That's okay. Jesus is still strong. I love you guys, and we'll see you 